I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. Today we're looking at what is thought to be the world's oldest religious symbol, the rainbow serpent from Australian Aboriginal beliefs. It is a creator god whose stories take place within the dream time. So we'll talk about all of that later. For now, here's today's 5-Minute Folklore. Long ago, before there was man and woman, animals, plants, rivers, mountains, or even light, the world was just a dark, empty expanse, and everything was still. This was the dream time. Deep within the earth, a huge beast slumbered. This was the rainbow serpent. One day, she awoke and crawled out of the ground. In the darkness, she slithered. Her body left deep tracks behind her. And when she wound around to sleep, she left great hollows. She also created mountains on the flat landscape. She came to a place named Allura and rested. After a duration of rest, she gave birth. She birthed two great tribes, the Kingfisher tribe and the Frog tribe. They spoke to her. We can't live on this dry land, said the frogs. We cannot see anything in this darkness, said the Kingfishers. The serpent knew the great power she wielded, and knew what must be done. She ordered one of the Kingfisher tribe. You must fly, straight up, up, up as far as you can, and then come back down to the earth with all of your speed. So, the Kingfisher readied itself, and did exactly as it was asked. It flew up into the darkness, 
and plummeted down to the ground with an amazing force. Its beak struck the rainbow serpent directly in the head, splitting it. The split ran from the head and continued down the long body of the serpent. From its stomach, more animals came. Every species that exists today flew from the body of the rainbow serpent and every spirit. Finally, the sun and the moon flew out and into the sky and the creatures could see all of this wondrous world that the serpent had carved shape into as she travelled. Blood poured from the serpent's body and ran into the tracks and hollows that she had left behind her. They filled up and became rivers and lakes. The frog tribe knew that these could be their home and they went to them and began to sing. The blood continued to flow, filled up the even larger voids, and these became the oceans. More of the animals went to these oceans to live within them. Just the skin remained on the ground now, and from it, the scales, which were now visible in the light to be every colour imaginable, detached and flew off. Some gathered together and made forests and other plant life. The rest flew into the sky and made the stars and gave colour to the most beautiful of birds. Occasionally, you can still see the colours of the serpent imprinted onto the sky as the rainbow, so we may all be reminded of the mother serpent. I hope you enjoyed the story. I have another variation of a rainbow serpent creation story later in the show, as there are a lot of them. But first, as usual, let's dig a little deeper into what the rainbow serpent is. The rainbow serpent, as the name suggests, is an enormous rainbow-coloured snake. It is the eternal creator god of the indigenous people of Australia and is linked to water, life, fertility and abundance. The stories and portrayals vary wildly from tribe to tribe. Sometimes it's a single creature, sometimes a family that roam the earth, and some believe that there are two, Yingana, the mother and creator, and Ingaliod, the sculptor of the land. Aside from these two names, it goes by numerous others, some of the more common ones being Gralia, Almudj, Balang, Ungar, Wanamungura, and many, many more than these. It can be portrayed as male or female, and often it's an androgynous being. Its voice is said to be the sound of a didgeridoo. It is a peacekeeper that moulded the barren earth. It's thought to be the offspring of the vast cosmological serpent that is visible in the Milky Way, as a long dark streak and I'll post up some pictures alongside this episode of this snake-like image among the stars on Twitter and Facebook. 
Stories of the Rainbow Serpent are best known in Arnhem Land, one of the northern territories of Australia, as it was primarily the belief and culture of those who lived there. The name Rainbow Serpent was coined by English anthropologist Alfred Radcliffe Brown, who noticed the common snake or serpent theme across various Aboriginal tribes with slightly different names and stories. He called them the Rainbow Serpent Myth of Australia. There are versions of the serpent stories where it appears instead as a scorpion, bird, crocodile, dingo, lizard, or even the mythical bunyip. In these versions, the creature fills the same role and has the same association with water and life. Some depictions of the rainbow serpent look to be more of a combination of various animals, having the head of a kangaroo, the body of a python, and the tail of a crocodile, sometimes with plants and lilies decorating its body. Similar figures to the Rainbow Serpent also appear in parts of Africa and South America, specifically Brazil. Because the Rainbow Serpent can control water, the most precious resource, it can control life. It can bring rain, which can grow and nourish, but also destroy and flood. It can bring healing, knowledge and fertility to some, and sickness and death to others. This unpredictable nature of dueling rewards and punishments is a key factor in most rainbow serpent beliefs. It must be respected, or instead of protecting the land, it will become destructive. Controlling water and rain means controlling the weather, and it is thought of as the bringer of the wet seasons. Thunder, lightning and storms are a sign that the serpent is angry. Tribes in areas with the most dramatic seasonal shifts tell stories of a rivalry between the serpent and the sun. Rainmaking ceremonies for the serpent are sometimes held in times of drought. Water holes are seen as the dwellings of a god. And during droughts, the places that still have water are where it is thought to be living. The serpent is thought to spend its life moving from pool to pool, and a rainbow in the sky is it moving from one to another. Any body of water is associated with the serpent. Rivers, creeks, billabongs, lagoons. And it's also thought to sometimes dwell beneath waterfalls. The association between the rainbow serpent and abundance also comes from its control of water, and that being able to provide tribes with animals and plant life to eat. Being the inhabitant of permanent waterholes has caused many to link the rainbow serpent to the carpet snake, which cannot survive long without water, and is always found near to water sources. Most stories of the Rainbow Serpent, like the one I told at the beginning, involve it rising from the ground during the dream time and populating the earth with life. Some say that the mountains appeared on earth from the rocks moving during its struggle out from under the ground. 
There is another famous rainbow serpent story where it searches the land for its own people. It eventually finds a tribe that speaks its tongue and stays with them and teaches them to dance and dress. One day there is a big storm and everyone takes shelter in their dwellings. Two brothers, the Bilbil brothers, have nowhere to take shelter and ask the rainbow serpent for help. Eventually they hide in the serpent's mouth, but as the storm rages on, the serpent swallows the men. The rainbow serpent worries that the rest of the tribe will not understand and so leaves them. In some versions of this story, the tribe follows the tracks of the serpent the next day and cuts its belly open to retrieve the lost brothers. There is a belief that the rainbow serpent can transition young men from adolescence to adulthood by swallowing them and then vomiting them back up later. During the story at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned the serpent resting at a place called Allura. You're probably more familiar with this being referred to as Ayers Rock. It's the big, red-looking, almost flat-top rock in Australia, and appears in quite a few Dreamtime stories. Here's one short example. In the middle of the country, the great serpent rested for a while as he was sick. He had eaten one of the great red kangaroos that he considered his to take as he wished. But it had been too old and tough and hard to digest. Goralia spewed it up and left it lying in the desert. Many years later, his people found the remains and called the Great Red Lump Allura. As I've already said, there are countless versions of the Rainbow Serpent creation story. I told one version of it earlier, and now I'm going to tell another one. In the dream time, before the world had life, the Rainbow Serpent awoke from her long slumber within the ground. She crawled out and looked across the flat expanse. She explored the land, leaving trails behind her. Eventually, after seeing that there was nothing, she returned to the place that she crawled from and heard some creatures inside. Come out. She called to the hole. Very slowly, some frogs appeared from the hole. They saw the rainbow serpent and their eyes bulged out in surprise, a feature that remains on frogs to this day. Come to me, the rainbow serpent called. The frogs' bellies were huge and bulging and they moved very slowly. We can't move fast. Our bellies are so full, the frogs said. So the rainbow serpent approached them and tickled their bellies. And the frogs laughed and laughed. Water flowed from their mouths and their bellies shrunk. The water flowed over the land and filled in the tracks that the rainbow serpent had made on her travels, creating rivers and lakes. Plant life began to spring thanks to the water. And then more animals started to appear from the hole. The animals spread out across the land and split into tribes. The rainbow serpent led them all and explained some laws that they were to adhere to. If you keep to these rules, then one day you may become human. If you do not follow or break these rules, then you shall become stone. All the animals that broke the serpent's laws became the mountains and hills. 
Each animal that took human form received a totem from the rainbow serpent of the species they came from. The humans split into different tribes based on their totems. The rainbow serpent laid down one last rule. No man should eat the creature that is their own totem. This was to ensure that everyone had enough food. The tribes lived happily in peace. The rainbow serpent told them, This is your land and it will always be yours. There is another commonly told story of two sisters, the Wawalag sisters. They are travelling together when the eldest one starts to give birth. Her blood runs into the waterhole where the rainbow serpent dwells. There is a fertility ritual that uses dance to tell of the rainbow serpent eating the Wawalag sisters. Myths of the Wawalag sisters often include blood and are often used to convey the importance of the menstruation process. This is important to Australian indigenous cultures due to it marking the time that a woman gains some of the same abilities as the rainbow serpent, of creating life. At some ceremonies, men will even cut themselves to make their own blood flow, to mimic the process and create a symbolic unity between the sexes. As water is tied to the rainbow serpent and providing life, so too is blood, and the spiralling nature of a snake and flowing of water are all linked to the circulation of blood within the human body. The bond to fertility can also be thought of as being linked to the phallic shape of the serpent itself. In one region it is believed that the rainbow serpent places spirits in certain waterholes, and that women who enter the water of these will become pregnant. The rainbow serpent is considered to be the world's oldest religious image and is still worshipped by many of the Aboriginal people to this day. The oldest rock paintings of it are more than 6,000 years old. They may even date back as far as 8,000 years after the sea rose from the last ice age. Many researchers now believe that instead of being an artistic hybrid of animals, the inspiration for the initial paintings may have come from the ribboned pipefish. The change in sea level would have introduced new and strange forms of life to the human inhabitants of Australia. It is thought that the image of this new creature may have been used as a unifying symbol of the tribes at the time, who were suddenly forced to share food as it became more scarce, and land as it shrunk from the rising seas. These tribes would have been forced to cooperate to survive. Aborigines have the longest continuous cultural history of any group of people on Earth, Estimates date this history between 50,000 and 65,000 years. Before European settlement of Australia, there were around 600 different Aboriginal nations based on language groups. The Rainbow Serpent's ancient appearances in art still inspire creativity to this day, and it is still a popular image in the art of Aboriginal Australia. There is also an annual Australian music festival named after the Rainbow Serpent, the Rainbow Serpent Festival and it is also used by others as an icon in modern spiritual beliefs and religions, despite many modern Aboriginal people turning to Christianity. (laughs) 
Rainbow Serpent stories take place in the dream time. The dream time is a time out of time. Stories set here are said to take place in a timeless everywhen. It is where spirit beings shape the earth. There are many aboriginal dream time stories, many being creation stories and myths. They are used to pass important knowledge, values and beliefs through generations. They can be expressed through storytelling, song, dance or paintings, often in ceremonies. It is also known as the dreaming or chukurpa, which translates to to see and understand the law. It is a complex network of knowledge that's meaning can change between tribes. I'm just going to read an interesting extract from australia.gov.au. In most stories of the dreaming, the ancestor spirits came to the earth in human form, and as they moved through the land, they created the animals, plants, rocks, and other forms of the land that we know today. They also created the relationships between groups and individuals to the land, the animals, and other people. Once the ancestor spirits had created the world, they changed into trees, the stars, rocks, watering holes, or other objects. These are the sacred places of the Aboriginal culture, and have special properties. Because the ancestors did not appear at the end of the dreaming, but remained in these sacred sites, the dreaming is never-ending, linking the past and the present, the people and the land. Traditional knowledge, law, and religion rely heavily on the dreaming stories with its rich explanations of land formations, animal behaviour, and plant remedies. And there's lots more interesting information besides that on the Australian government website at australia.gov.au. Now here's an example of another Aboriginal creation story. Life started when a creator woman called Waramuragunji came out of the sea and gave birth to the first people and gave them the languages. She carried with her a digging stick and a dilly bag holding yams, water lilies and other important plants. She planted the food and created water holes with her digging stick on the ground. Other creator beings appeared. After completing her creative act, Waramuragunji turned herself into a rock. I'm just going to read a small piece of information from Wikipedia now that I found quite interesting. In Queensland, a fossil of a snake was found. They believe that it came from the prehistoric family of large snakes that may have been the original rainbow serpent. Wanambi is a genus that consisted of two species of very large snakes. These species were not pythons like Australia's other large constrictors of the genus Morelia, and are currently classified in the extinct family Madsoidae that became extinct elsewhere in the world 55 million years in the past. Aboriginal people describe this serpent as having hair around its head and face. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to start wrapping up now. Um, I'll just quickly run through the usual stuff. You can go to 5minutefolklore.com to find links to all the usual things to do with the show, social media and ways to support. There are three options now, besides DonorBox and Patreon. You can now go through PayPal, which some have already done. Thank you so much for that. It all really helps. If everyone who listens were to give me a pound or a dollar a month, then I'd have no problem at all continuing the show in its current form, which I would love to do. As it is, there'll be one more episode before I have a short break while I move house. 
If you have suggestions for topics you would like to hear me cover when the show returns, please let me know. Um, I had some really good ones already, so thanks to you who have emailed them in. Uh, you can contact me directly at 5minutefolklore at gmail.com. I would still love to spotlight some other shows, so if you or someone you know has a podcast of their own, then let me know. Thanks to Nikki Phoenix, Rick Dove and Rebecca Chapman for voices on this episode. All the music this week was traditional Aborigine and I really enjoyed listening to these as I put the show together. Uh, here's one more piece to play us out. Thanks for listening and come back next week for the final episode of this series. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.